Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. Today's show is sponsored by Ringmaster on a mission to launch B2B podcasts that create relationships, generate revenue, and drive growth. Ringmasterlive.com. Bam. All right, I've hit record and I'm so excited for today's conversation. I can't wait to learn from my guest today. She's absolutely amazing and we have been trying to get her on the schedule for a long time. She's a very, very busy person and she now has come up and, and, and granted us a little bit of time and I can't wait to introduce you to her. Where is she from? Who am I talking to? Amazing technology. I'm literally live chatting with uh, the top marketer in Estonia. I'm just going to put it out there. The number one marketer in all of Estonia, they're live. And you know, Estonia, for those who are not in the country, is one of the highest startup communities in the world, competing with Israel. Move over, Israel. Estonia is coming into town. This guest, she is a marketing thought leader and leader of teams, a mentor, a team builder, an innovator. She is the, uh, formerly the chief marketing officer at Cleveron, and now she's on sabbatical. After five years of nonstop work and doing consultations, she, she can't not work. So she's doing some consultations and some, some work on the side. Uh, Edit Valley, welcome to the show. Thank you, Casey. It's an honor to be here. And thank you for the introduction. I'm going to use that as a headline on my CV for the next yes. application. Yes. <laughs> that would uh, be perfect. You can cite your source. The Hardcore Marketing Show has said you are the number one marketer in all of Estonia. Congratulations. Yes. Of course. Now we'll add a backlink <laughs> to your website as well. So yes, yes, win -win. exactly. And now it goes on Wikipedia. It's everything. It's mm -hmm. all, it's all, it's all solid. So <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I can't wait to learn from you and I'm going to pass you this thing. It's heavy, but I know you're all tough in Estonia. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Here we go. Take I'm Thor's a country hammer. girl. You got it? Yes, I got it. Thanks. All right. Take it Thor's is quite hammer. heavy. It is heavy. It is heavy, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought so too. Thank you. I, I was feeling a little weak today. Take Thor's hammer and smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Set the record straight once and for all. Well, as I'm talking to the startups uh, who I'm counseling, that they keep on having this idea that building, building your brand, uh, either locally or internationally, requires a lot of money, a big budget. But it doesn't. You just need to be very clever and need to work very, very hard and just, you know, think big. Everything else is doable, even without wow. money. So where does this come from? Why, why is that natural tendency to think that we need to just spend, just, just throw those euros and dollars and all the things all over the sky to try to build your brand and get attention? Why do we sort of knee-jerk react and think that we have to do that? I think it comes from the media. Because you, uh, if, if you're a marketer, you're always, you know, reading news about ad spend and, and media spend and big budgets and, and big brands that have big budgets. And also Google ads and uh, display ads and everything is so popular. So you immediately think, okay, I need so much money. I need so much money. But you actually, you don't. You just need to figure out what, 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 is, what is best for you, what works, what doesn't. And I need to go from there. What works, what doesn't go from there. So simple. It's not, it's not the money. You know, you mentioned, there's almost like a list here. You mentioned you have to be clever. You have to work hard. 
You have to think big. I love yes. that. I feel like you need to write a book while on sabbatical. So I know you're going to just hang out, but you know, write that book in Mexico. Honestly, yeah. on the laptop, you know, pina colada, let's go write that book. But tell me about clever. What does it mean that you don't need a big spend, you just need to be clever? Uh, you need to be clever in terms of, uh, uh, first of all, of course, the basics. The number one is the, the product market fit. What is your product? How does it fit to the market? Are you good or are you better than anyone else? Why are you better? So, so this is kind of like a basic, why are, do, are, why are you doing this business in the first place? Because um, really, you know, sounds a little bit rough, but if you have a mediocre product that's not better than anything else, then you should probably find new product. Uh, the second would be know your competitors and customers. And when I say no, I mean like really, really, really get to know them. Yeah, okay. Especially if you're talking about marketing. First, your competitors, who are they and what are they doing in marketing? What are the messages they are using? What are they offering? Uh, what is... What is the style of the marketing? How can you stand out? This is kind of like a framing framework for your own work uh, because then you know how to differentiate from their competitors. And also what, what from a business-wise, what are you offering that is different or better? Uh, even down to the pricing, what is their pricing logic? Can you do something better? And when we are talking about customers, then personas, who are you talking to? What do they need? What channels do they use? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, and the personas. The, the personas, channels. yes. So these are kind of like the basics. But the, the clever point is, the, now we're getting to the marketing part. My favorite is your strategy is all these steps kind of defined what you need to do. What are your messaging? And then you just have to think of, okay, you don't have a big budget, but what can you do? My personal favorite uh, is kind of the thought leadership angle and PR. Mm. Because when you have a person then, um, that is very good at writing, then everything else that can be followed it can be for free. Right. If you have a person who's doing blog posts, then your blog posts are very, very good. And they are right, written in an angle that is... Um, if you are a customer, it says the, what's in it for me. Hmm. So if, if you put out a messaging that, okay, this, no, you know, there's a candy. New, we have a candy that, ha that has a new wrapper. Okay, fine. There's a candy that, candy that has a new wrapper. So why? Why does it matter for me? But if you're saying that, oh, moms and dads, we have a candy that the kids can open in a second. That's, that's a whole nother angle. Um, from which may or may not be good, <laughs> which may or may not be good, exactly. <laughs> it's it's depending on the parent. <laughs> you know, the uh, the other day, my son asked for a cookie, and I gave him one. But then later on, when I came downstairs, the the container, the Tupperware container that had the cookies, it wasn't perfectly sealed. And I know if I was going to seal it, I would push it down, push the air out, and seal it. So I'm like that little guy got an extra cookie. So yeah, so it's interesting that it may. It may be just a clever twist on the way you word something or maybe yes. make the candy too hard to get into. This wrapper is only 
able to be opened by parents. <laughs> exactly. Perfect Halloween present. Uh, no, yes. they have a bag full of Halloween candy, but they cannot open it. So they, right. they don't eat a ton of candy at 10 seconds. Right, right. And then the parents can eat it over the next several days you, afterwards. Secret yeah. stash. You don't even, even have to be secret because they cannot help open it. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's right out there. They go. Can't open it. Okay, here you go, mom. Here you go, dad. Thanks. It sounds Thanks a bit you. cruel, but still. <laughs> cruel marketing. Yes. All right. So the you're, you're what's what's fascinating though is you, you you listed the basics was like a half a page. Like there's some core things that you just got to do. Yes. Uh, table stakes, really. I had a question though. Um, can you do something different than your competitor? You know, you're evaluating when you said really get to know your competitors. You know. Why you? Like, what if you're just a mediocre product? How do you figure out what you do different from them? Oftentimes, I've, I've had like a competitor; they're just so similar, and mm -hmm. it's like, how do I differentiate myself? Uh, well, depends on uh, what are you doing. I mean, um, are you exactly the same as your competitor, mm. or are you not? There's not. I don't think there is the same company. Or same product. There's always something different, and even if the product is the same, you can build around it. Maybe you are offering something extra. Maybe you are offering like a different, uh, different pricing model. Maybe you can just differentiate from with humor. I mean, if you're taking a a beer brand, for example, I love Guinness uh, beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the taste, but the marketing. And oh, what they <laughs> no, I'm not a really a, a dark beer drinker, but they 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 they're producing dark beer, and the different difference was that the beer was very slowly had to be poured very slowly because it gets the foamy old foamy and oh, you have yeah. to let the foam settle, but they turn it into a strength in their marketing. You know, and they, I think that their slogan still is the, the things that are some things are worth waiting for. I love that. Yeah. So basically, they took something that was their weakness compared to competitors, and they created a story around it and made it as a strength. Because you know, good things are wait waiting for us, so it yeah. must be good beer. Must be good beer. Must be way better than that. Budweiser, Bud Light, super cheap. Ex exactly. What's the so number one beer in Estonia? I think it's a local beer, Saku Original. It's a light beer, like a lager beer. Nice. They're very good. We have very good candy, very good beer. I'm sold. So, yes, come. I'm, Winter I'm is here, so. We need a startup event. We need a startup event, for sure. Yeah, yeah you just Google. I think there will be an event in every, <laughs> every month. <week>. So. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so clever, work hard, think big. We've talked through some of the clever now. Tell me about working hard. Tell me about you can't buy your way out of this. Mm -hmm. It's hard work you got to do. First of all, of course, I love PR because when you get get your message out there, you, you, you get to be published. It's free. Yeah. You just need to be very mindful of uh, your PR strategy, you know, building relationship with journalists, not spamming them, but sending good things. Uh, writing articles, doing PR outreach, building these relationships, and the content you create has to be very, uh, very um, useful for them. Uh, also, um, 
if you have already have customers, or even if you are clever and you are you can uh, bag a customer that has a known name. Uh, you can use it for marketing purposes, doing a, doing a, um, um, joint press releases of the cooperation. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a clever, and I had a very nice cooperation with an uh, with uh, Albertsons uh, from US. Oh, wow. uh, the change they put up uh, one of our uh, uh, grocery robots. And we did a joint press release, and we we agreed that they are distributing it in 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 the states, and we are distributing it in in Europe. And the reach was uh, three hundred and sixty five million. So that's big wow. for us. So across all of the that yes, that's a huge press release. That is, and uh, I I wrote my part. Their their team wrote their part. Uh, they distributed to their channels, their usual channels. We distributed to our usual channels some um, a press re- press list and some uh, journalists we know personally, and uh, that was it. And it was very nice. Wow. And uh, another example is that um, we use uh, clever on the main channel was LinkedIn, and continuously posted news there and trying to get interesting angles. And there was this Japanese website. Tech, tech news because Japan was like the target market is, is for the next five years, but it takes time to get there. But they have this tech site that is very popular. Mm. And uh, we've tried everything, you know, I'll send even translating press releases into Japanese and sending them wow. and didn't get published. And then there was the news on a LinkedIn page, the new product, and they Pick it up from there, translate it themselves, and then get got published. Interesting. Why so you never know. It worked that way. It worked on LinkedIn, but not the other. I way. have no idea. Yeah. That's that's a problem, but you never know if you don't try. Right. And and yes, so press releases, uh, cooperation with customers is very very a good source of getting extra, uh, extra, extra points. Yeah, and uh, what we also found out, uh, if you need to track and measure everything all the time, so that's that gives you a sense of what is working, what is not. And one of the surprising things we found out was that uh, when uh, well, um, businesses are very competitive. So uh, if you are talking about, uh, we had uh, car dealerships, very competitive space. But that also leads to that the competitors are watching each other, what they are doing. Mm, true. And when the first car dealership bought a parcel locker to give out their keys uh, after hours so you can get your car serviced, uh, and they put up a video of that on their own Facebook page, just for, uh, as an explainer to the customers, now you can uh, get your car even after we are closed. We had requests from almost everyone, all the others. So really? they, because it's a very tight space and so competitors are watching what everybody else is doing. So when you get your own customer to talk about you, uh, then, uh, then it's also free advertising. Right, right. They become like your influencers and they're, exactly. they're promoting the message. They're promoting, yes, your advocates. Uh, so that's that's also free ads, 
advertising, but you also mean that means that you have to be provide a very good service and very good product. And but but oftentimes it just depends on asking. Hey, can we can we come and even if you are the, you know if you have a physical product, can we come and take a picture of the product? And then you have a product with a big international logo on it on your website. Wow, creates trust, creates uh, awareness, uh, very nice PR, and right. uh, and it also costs you a photo. Right, it costs you basically nothing. Yes. And one other, uh, one other point of talking about pictures and videos, when you start out and when you are in the beginning, yes, it's, it's good to have very nice and professional photos and professional videos, but if you don't have money, then do it yourself. You know, doing it yourself is, is way, still way better than just using your random stock photos. Because just stock photos are so known and they, are, they kind of give you this fake impression. Yeah, like it's a fake company. Yes. So that, that erodes trust, right? To exactly be fake like that. Trust is the key ingredient to trust is the key ingredient. Yeah. So even if they don't not they're not perfect and they can be better, of course, but you still have real pictures. So whenever you have like a you know social media posts or social content, just do the pictures. At least you have something. Right. Right. And when you get get the money, then you can redo the pictures and have a professional photograph or something like that. But not too good because you'll look like clip art again. You'll look yes. like stock photos. Yes. <laughs> but also the use friends and family and every some, someone, someone always knows someone yeah. who does like photos and uh, even better than just, you know, their standard uh, mobile photos. Yeah. I mean, we had someone on our team, uh, yeah, Liam actually took some photos of our team yesterday yeah. and we, we have a curtain. Uh, that we put up between the door and it made a nice backdrop and he brought in a nice camera and, and we did it that way. We don't, no studio necessary. No, you know, it's just uh, someone with a good camera, good opportunities. So I, this, it's great. It's a great point. Start. And that's not even sloppy. It's still professional looking, yes. but you don't need to hit that hundred percent. You know, you don't need to spend the money to your original point. If the point is to get, just get going. Get you can fix that later. Of course, the, everything needs to be perfect. Uh, no grammar mistakes, of course, none at all. But if pictures, videos, you can perfect them. You know, that's a great point. Uh, just because the pictures uh, can get fixed later doesn't mean the grammar can. Like you still, yes. you can't have a spelling error. No. Uh, just the other day, I had a, a candidate for a position emailed me in the first sentence of the subject line, I pulled it up on the, on the word doc or whatnot. And it showed me one word was spelled incorrectly. And it even sh it showed it to me like that. So it's not like you can hide it. Like the, the program was like, this word is a typo. Like, oh, don't, I mean, first sentence, like, ah. and I, I didn't, I didn't even write this. I just saw this. So you're right. You, you can't allow the grammar. You can't allow the, the writing, the spelling errors, no matter what. I, I always uh, bring out an example from my own experience. Um, after uh, after university, I worked as a foreign news editor in a, in a, in in a public broadcasting radio, and uh, I had got an angry fan mail from a reader, and uh, I had pronounced uh, a name or an Arabic name uh, uh, wrongly. So um, yes, I did. I, it was my mistake. 
Well, you, but, you pronounced it wrong? Well, was it a video? Yes. It, it was radio. Oh, it was so, radio. Okay. Radio, yeah. But um, was it, I got a name. Was it like uh, a last name or a first name or? Uh, it's it's these longer uh, longer Arabic name that is very difficult to pronounce for Definitely. us in Estonian in oh, Estonian yeah. as well. But um, I got a fan a fan mail to my email, and uh, it was like half page of just uh, cursing and, and saying that how unintelligent I am to be pronouncing it wrong. But uh, but the word intelligent was spelled misspelled. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the example I always do because spelling is very, very important. How? <laughs> oh man, man, spelling is very important. So that that again is table stakes. Um, so the PR, the videos, uh, this this again, all very clever, very clever, smart, smarter, not harder, right? Smarter, yes. not harder. But then there there is the hard work element. So how does that blend into? all these clever tests no concentration is the hardest work uh, and also uh, one of the biggest the biggest gaps i see is that marketing is not involved with sales activities even just you know as a marketer go on sales calls talk to the customers talk to the clients see how the sales is selling what what do they need actually to sell so that's kind of information gathering takes time. Uh, content creation, do interviews, do interviews like, like, like a journalist, gather information, uh, even talk to the clients of what, what channels do they use. I just uh, finished kind of like a rebranding of Cleveron's uh, marketing just before I left. Uh, and I did, uh, I think over 20 interviews with the in-house people, with clients, with partners, just to see how they feel, what they need, what are the comments, uh, just to get the feel of the kind of the space. And you get so much information for content, for to help out sales teams, yeah. uh, everything that. So, and of course, uh, building relationship with press is continuous. You have to be continuous. And also the thought leadership angle on blog posts, news, you have to do them continuously. It's, it can't be like, okay, I'll do one article today and maybe if I feel like it two months from now, it just doesn't work. How, how continuous does the thought leadership have to be? Um, Daily? Weekly? No, maybe is it even weekly, maybe too much. It depends, of course, the industry, but after two, every two weeks. And if you can get a, get a very nice kind of like a white paper, something that is really useful for um, coming from a tech, te uh, the parcel locker industry, like uh, uh, the key things you need to figure out when you want to start your own network. Um, this is kind of very helpful content to the to the kind of the, your your um, potential client who is looking. We're still in the looking phase, you know, having the funnel set. We're still in the first part of the funnel. They're looking, they're finding this content, you know, okay, maybe that's useful. And even though, even if they're not connecting you, they already know your brand. Right. And they also know that you are clever because you offer that all that information, you know. Right. And you can also repurpose it, everything. You, you, can, you can take a photo 
and have have that up in one point, then zoom in on an element uh, from a white paper, you can create loads and loads of social media posts, uh, surveys, create surveys. Mm. Then you can, you know, from a good survey, you can create content, I think, for a, for a month or at least. I bet. Yeah, so you kind of put in your effort to, uh, to one place, but then you can maximize the effort and double it, triple it. Uh, it doesn't really make sense to like do a survey, then you have these, okay, these are the answers, and then you leave it in that, that place. Right, right. Wow. So clever ideas, we're thinking about smart ways of doing things, we're putting in the work, the consistent work, the relationships, we can't just do relationships once a month. We yes. just talk to a friend once a year. Um, you have to be consistent. Talk to me about thinking big. What, what does it mean to think big? Thinking big is um, go and do and ask. Uh, it's very often that uh, now we're, we're just a little company and I don't know, maybe I don't, your customer testimonials, very good, good, big, big in creating trust. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe we should not, nah, let's not bother them. That we, we provide them products and then it's okay. Go and ask. Cooperation with huge customers. We've, I've, I've done cover, cooperations with um, H&M, uh, Albertsons, uh, uh, we, Ica, uh, Falabella from uh, Latin America. Um, just ask. They are ready. I mean, uh, one of our customers is uh, Walmart and they have uh, more people working for them then we have people living in Estonia. <laughs> oh no, really? Yes. So uh, Estonia has about 1.3 million people. So okay. it's a small country. It's a teeny tiny country. So you can imagine that you are a, a, a marketer from from even the smallest town, and then you go and talk with the H and M. Oh, can we do a press release? And the answer was yes. Yeah, I, I looked it up. They have 2.3 million employees in Walmart. There you go. Wow. But it doesn't matter, right? You should go and ask, what's the worst that could happen? Yes, I mean, they say no. say no. And then nothing happens, right? Yes. I mean, and, and think wider than your product is uh, even in communication, in, in, in marketing. Um, okay, so you are selling uh, candy or parcel lockers. Your marketing doesn't have to be about candy or about parcel lockers. It's about marketing trends. Uh, yes, customer service. Uh, um, one of the key advantages of uh, parcel lockers and robots is be are because that they are self-service. And even the robotic solutions, they hand out the parcel in seven seconds. But for a customer, that means you don't have to stand in, in queue. But you, have, you don't have to queue. You don't have to wait 15 minutes. Right. And if you put it in numbers, 15 minutes, one week, four weeks, every year, it's a big waste of your time. It adds up. Yes. So think about that way. Do not just talk about your product. It's what, what you are creating with it or wider. And even when creating content, uh, share some good articles. I know it. The, the LinkedIn algorithm doesn't really like that. 
but uh, still you can try test does it work uh, when i started out in in uh, five years ago in clever and we were well we i didn't have a, a budget uh, so what i did was uh, the the parcel volume was growing and I found some good articles from from New York Times and from uh, from different uh, different uh, like uh, specialty magazines, and I shared them. I created that for for a content media mentions. Whenever we got a media mention, it was a it was an event. <laughs> so shared that we are talk we are talked about in Business Insider. So it's kind of a holy grail. Share that, use that content, uh, and just. Think big. Don't just think about your product and what does your product do. What are you doing in a wider sense? And how does the world around influence yourself? Man, I love that. Oh, the next question, really, who are you? Who are you? How do you know all these things? I just feel like I literally got an MBA in marketing <laughs> uh, in only a few minutes. Of course, that's a tip of the iceberg, I'm sure. But like, who are you? How do you know these things? Can you take me back in time to like little you days when you were growing up? Did you know you're going to be a CMO and, and advising all the fastest growing startups in Estonia on how to do marketing? What was it like? Uh, well, it was quite interesting because I was born during Soviet Union. Really? Yeah, Estonia was still occupied by Russia and it was the Soviet Union. So uh, I got to grow up. Uh, seeing one country coming from like socialism to capitalism and all that changes. Wow. And uh, I realized that there was a doll called Barbie when I was 11. I learned about Lego, I think, about the same time. Yeah, Legos are great. Yes, because foreign, foreign things, foreign TV shows, we didn't see them. And uh, even there was a trend that when once you've got a foreign plastic bag, like a plastic bag, you ironed it straight and it was a status symbol. You put an, uh, 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 an old, you know, your standard plastic bag inside because yeah. to carry the goods around, but uh, the outside was the foreign bag because wow. that was like the status symbol because that was foreign. Wow. So this it's is like, like, a, like a grocery bag that yeah, it's like a grocery bag, your standard grocery bag. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So right about the time it, it was turning into capitalism and it was this yes. own country, you're a young child and Barbie Just, Legos. Barbie, Barbie yes, new world opening. Like there was like another world. Wow. Okay. But I am from, uh, I grew up in a little village, like population 100 and then I was always interested in history I, because I love history for me is very logical like I see logic in, in things that normal people don't I think sure it's very it's like causes and, and causes and action causes it's very it's like a it's like a butterfly effect history is like a huge butterfly effect so I went to the university study uh, study history I have a bachelor's degree in history and uh, I worked as a foreign news editor because I focused on foreign, uh, foreign affairs. And then got a call one day from an advertising agency, just randomly. And they were looking for a copywriter, wow. a technical copywriter. And I said, well, the pay is twice. I'm in. I'm in. 
Then it started from there. So I worked in uh, in uh, in uh, Aga McCann, McCann uh, Group Agency in Estonia for eleven years. Wow! And I did like everything in terms of product groups, from uh, beauty products, from L'Oreal, and then uh, uh, from tampons to cars, and everything in between, milk and bread. And then uh, I started getting interested into kind of wider marketing, not just writing. Although I, I studied translation, uh, I have a master's degree in translation. Uh, but then I just kind of, why, why do people say things like this? Or in marketing messages, why do they need to be, why do you need to think what your customer needs? Right. And I studied communications after that and uh, ended up in Cleveron. So five years I was running the marketing team. Uh, one and a half years, I also ran the sales and marketing division. So one hand in sales as well. Very, very, very uh, good period because you you know that there's a divide between sales and marketing. It's kind of naturally built. Right. And uh, so you're trying to kind of put them together, but it doesn't really work. But I think now I get some pretty good ideas how to kind of match them. It's very important is to have mutual goals. Not that sales is doing and marketing has their own goals. Sales has their own goals. Everybody's fighting who brought in the lead. Uh, but uh, just kind of like un unify the team that there's not marketing and there's not sales, but there is a team. Yeah. Like yes. a revenue team. A revenue team, yeah. So um, when, I, when I was uh, little, I wanted to be a, a shop assistant because they always had candy, like <laughs> in their workplace. I'm really good at big candies. But yeah, I ended up in marketing. What is your kind of candy? An Estonian candy called Tallinn. It's a chocolate wafer candy. How do you spell that? Tallinn. T-A-L-L-I-N-N. -L -L like name of the capital. I was going to say it's named after the, is it the same as the capital or is it very similar to the capital? It's the same as the capital, same yes. As the capital. Yeah. Ah. And I think that candy has... Has been I'm forever I think maybe fifty sixty years at least, and that that's it's kind of like that's, a little rum flavor. Yeah, that's my number one favorite candy. Nice. What were we saying? You were describing it. It's like chocolate with. It's a, a chocolate candy with wafer wafers uh, like yeah. a layer of wafers and uh, cream, and it has it's not very sweet. It has a bit of rum flavor in it. Oh, interesting. It's very good. Uh, that has me curious for sure. Uh, is it, have you had a Kit Kat? Is it like that? Yes. It, kind of like Kit Kat. Yes. But Kit Kat is, Kit Kat is a sweet, sweeter side. Right. It's more like a darker chocolate thing. Oh, it's rum flavored too. Yes. Wow. Look at that. Oh, I see there's several layers in there. Yeah. Yes. Look at that. Sweet. Very cool. So, so not the shop assistant. Do you still have candy nearby you? Now that you, you are a senior marketing thought leader? Yes. I even have a candy calendar, Christmas oh, calendar. That's great. That is so good. Well, I have a bit of a hypothetical question for you uh, because I may actually have a time machine here in New Hampshire. Lucky and you. So let's say you come visit right after Mexico, come up to Boston. Um, you get a chance to use the time machine. And the time machine 
It goes back in time and it's very specific though. You get to go and you get to visit yourself a few days after your undergrad, after you got mm-hmm. that degree and you can talk to yourself. You can tell yourself anything you want. What would you say? Would you give yourself advice? Would you, what would you, what would you say to yourself? Study more marketing. I mean, like uh, academic study, because I think the perfect combination is uh, experience and academics then combine together. Um, study more marketing and uh, be bolder to leave sooner to pursue marketing career, not just in a, in a very uh, narrow copyright role, I would say. And buy Apple stock. <laughs> and buy Apple. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Well, that, that's kind of like, I feel like that's what Tesla is today. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, yep. feel, like, I feel like Tesla is kind of like that future Apple stock. Um, <laughs> be bolder. I love that. The idea of just go get it. And, you know, thankfully, you received a phone call on such and such day saying, come do this role. And now you're teaching other people how to do this. Um, it's amazing that you just, it was that one phone call that shifted you a little bit from one phone call, totally out of random. I didn't apply anywhere. I just had my CV in in a uh, in a CV uh, online uh, bank, and I just had renewed that. And uh, because and there's a, it, it, it turns out there's an algorithm that displays the CVs that had been renewed in a, in the first. So they were just somebody was just looking and uh, called me. Well, I guess recruiters aren't all bad then. There, there's some good to <laughs> no, them. No, there are. <laughs> I've seen, I've met, met a couple of very fun ones recently. So, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That means how many? Two, three? Uh, three. Yes, I think three. Okay, so there's about four good recruiters on the planet. Essentially, <laughs> yes, um, probably you're right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh, amazing. This is, this has been so good. Thank you for coming on here and teaching me and sharing a little about your background and your story. Um, I, I've just, I've enjoyed it so much. I've enjoyed it too. Um, one of the things I'm discovering is how, how much in next to marketing, how much I love building teams, taking mm. teams together and uh, tutoring and counseling and mentoring, like working with people, sharing what I know. Right. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, I'm in LinkedIn. They're a, startup. They're, they're a startup and they're in Estonia. They have a giant jar of candy, but they don't have anyone to lead their marketing team or they don't, they need some strategy uh, or even, you know, there's a lot of companies in the U.S. that just need that senior level, you know, hard work, clever, think big. How can they get in touch with you? I'm on LinkedIn. I think that's the, that's the, the, quickest and fastest place to get in touch with me. So Edith Valley on my LinkedIn account. And that's, uh, I think that's the fastest way. Perfect. Reach out, say that they heard you on the podcast and, and work with you and grow and grow those startups. So, so I'm, I'm excited to see what you do. Don't work too hard on your vacation. Take a break. Yes. I'm learning. Yes. I'm learning how to take a break. So, and yes. that, that that your idea of going to Mexico sounds very very good. Planted a seed. There Planted a seed. Yes. It, Think hey, big. The flights are reasonable. Yes. Why not? Why not? Let's go. And you gotta you gotta send me a photo from Mexico. Holding <laughs> like a pineapple, 
drink with a straw on it, you know, a little umbrella. Yes, the FOMO picture. Yeah, it's a FOMO picture. Exactly. We're exactly. starting a new category. New, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure for me. Thank you, Casey. I, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it immensely. And, you know, I think a, a, a podcast might be in your future based on this conversation. I think you're really good at it. Well, thank you. Think big, remember. Think big. Say no. And for those listening, also think big. And if you learned something on this episode, and I know you did, because I, I have two pages of notes front and back over here. I learned something. Uh, and if you did too, then share this episode with someone else. One person, nine people, 3,000 people, 2.4 million people, whatever the amount is, get good information like this conversation into other people's hands. With that, Edith, thank you so much. This has been ah, such a great conversation. Thank you, Casey. All right, everyone. This has been another exciting episode of the Hardcore Marketing Show. We will see you all next time.